Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. That work in the gym, nice bringing that intelligent perspective that takes you above the rim. From the PG, saw the whole court. Now he plays the sideline to observe a report, bringing nothing but fresh interviews while discussing high school, college, and NBA news. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. Welcome to the Off the Glass Podcast. This is your host Z, fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. It's been a busy couple weeks. You know, my regular job work, so I hadn't been able to get to you guys, give you guys some content. I definitely wanted to. Um, a lot has transpired. We're now down to the final four in college basketball. So, of course, we're going to talk about the final four. I'm going to give you some of my season thoughts so some of my end season like at towards the end of the season some of the storylines of the NBA season kind of give a recap as we're basically uh what three to four maybe five games at the most out before the playoffs begin and we still haven't had um things settled especially in the western conference and even in the east so you know I just wanted to look at the NBA storylines and some of the storylines this year definitely was how offense was definitely up across the board um according to my stats right now we had 13 players this year average over 25 points with James Harden averaging 36 plus points per game he just had another 50 point triple double uh, to me I think he's the lock for this year's MVP, but we're going to get to that in a second. Um, he's the first player since Kobe to average 35-plus points. Kobe did it back in 2005, 2006, and this is actually the highest average since Jordan did this in his third year. He averaged 37 a game Jordan did in his third year. So James Harden, a sensational season. If I look at the standings right now, the Rockets are currently third. They're actually only a game and a half behind the Nuggets, so they might actually push and get all the way to the second seed. And if the Rockets get to the second seed, man, they can be very dangerous. As it stands right now, they will match up with San Antonio, but San Antonio and OKC are tied. OKC had been on a, a drought as of recently. They was able to get back on track last night. They had a great win. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. Had the first 2020 game since Will Chamberlain, I believe, did it back in 1968. It was, of course, in honor of Nipsey Hussle, one of his good friends. And, you know, real quick, I know this is a basketball podcast, but I'll be remiss if I didn't say RIP to Nipsey Hussle. Shouts out to him. Uh, Prayers and blessings to his family, to his friends, to his loved ones. May the the creator and the ancestors cover them. Uh, I did a little IG video on my views and about the whole situation but definitely a great man doing great things and let's continue to pick up his legacy and continue to do great things shout out to everybody that's doing great things in that community um even if you're not doing 
it as big. If you were able to help somebody today, if you was able to give some wisdom to a child, um, then you definitely made a positive impact. And those are sometimes the things that get overlooked. So with that being said, RIP to Nipsey Hussle, um, as it shapes up, like I said, um, the Rockets will face off against the Spurs. And then we'll have a first round matchup as of right now as OKC is in the A seed as they went three and seven in their last 10 games. Um, the West Coast is still not settled because the Jazz and Clippers are battling it out for the fifth and sixth seed. Uh, the Jazz are only a half a game up on the Clippers, so it's a possibility that the Clippers can slide into that spot. And that was definitely on my list as one of the storylines for this season. Shout out to them. Shout out to them, uh, especially after they had traded their best player, Um Tobias Harris, everybody thought they was in full tank mode. They were just going to clear the decks, which they did, you know, for the cap space going into the offseason so they could be major players in the financial market. You know, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant uh, have all been linked to possibly giving L.A. a shot, the Clippers, that is. And um, they wanted to make sure that they had the cap space. But most people thought, well, hey, they'll just fall back and let's see if we can get a lottery pick out of this as well. But Doc Rivers, shout out to him. Um, he announced that him and um, uh, Steve Ballmer, the owner, they agreed to a contract uh, extension. It was, you know, perfect timing because it was rumors that they wanted Doc over with the LA, other L.A. team, which is the Lakers, of course. And so, you know, they reached the extension. But shout out to Doc. Salute to Pat Beverly, Chi-Town, Westside, Marshall High School. He takes on the personality of the team. You could tell how the team plays with such grit, such determination, such the tenacity. It starts on the defensive end. Somebody like a Montrez Harrell, which, for my opinion, I think he's the most improved um, player of the year. Appreciate that, that Jeremy. Um, shouts out to you. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Um, you too, Chef. I see you out there uh, with my namesake. Shout out to Zach, uh, Chef. He got an event coming up. Make sure to check out his Instagram page if you're in, in, um, in the shy. Um, but um, back to the Clippers, I think Montrez Harrell, that's my pick for um, most improved. When you have guys like that, Gallinari, who, in my opinion, is the linchpin for everything. If Gallo's healthy, they play well because he gives them that scoring that they most desperately need. The rookie, Shade uh, Gildress Alexander, has had a great season this year. So um, they had in the trade from Philly, they brought the guard over, uh, Shamet, who could shoot the ball. He's played well. Um, so they just kind of plug these these pieces in and um, have been able to do well. You know, even with the trade from the Lakers, they was able to pick up Zubach, who I was high on. I didn't understand what the Lakers was doing. And that's a whole nother discussion. We kind of beat that dead horse all season trying to figure out what the Lakers are doing. They definitely got their work cut out going into the offseason. But the Clippers definitely one of the surprise storylines of the season. Um, Doc had an Instagram, you know, it made Instagram and other social media outlets, and he showed that Vegas had picked them to win 33 games. ESPN had picked them to win 33 games, and Charles Barkley picked them to win 33 games. And they was now they're sitting right there battling for that fifth seed. So shouts out to them. Um, the other storyline, I actually wrote a blog post on it, a very detailed blog post. Go over to the website www.theoftheglasspodcast.com. I have a lot of good blogs. I haven't written recently, and to be honest with you, I haven't really been inspired to write. Um, but I'm actually going to end up to get ready to write some more stuff. We know the draft is down the road, but I wrote a whole piece on how Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are about to be the first teammates 
since Elgin Baylor and Jerry West to average 25 plus points a game. And it's crazy because Kevin Durant and Steph are having one of those like quiet, low-key, great all-time seasons. And you could make a legit argument for them to be MVP candidates because they played that well. You know, we take it for granted because the team is so laden with talent. They're expected to win. They're expected, expected to do great things. But Steph Curry especially was definitely an MVP candidate before he had the injury in the first half of the season. And as it stands right now, I'm looking at it. Steph is getting you 27 a game. KD is getting you 26 a game. Uh, KD is shooting 51% from the field. Steph is right there at 47. He's shooting 43% from the field, 91% from the line. KD kind of tailed off a little bit. He was definitely in the running to do what he's done before, which is a 50-90 season. Um, he's right now at 38%. No, excuse me, 35% from three and 88% from the um, from the foul line. And I mean, even with Klay Thompson, who's in a contract year, um, he's averaging 22 a game. So you got three guys right there that's hovering, that's either over 25, and you got one guy that's hovering right over that, um, around that that 25 point per game. So definitely incredible historic things when you're talking about Elgin Baylor and Jerry West and in the blog post I wrote I think they did it if I remember correctly two seasons they almost achieved it another two and then even like with this season mirroring Golden State they even had Will Chamberlain right there who averaged um like 22 23 so they almost was able to do that as well so but crazy enough even with that team most people don't know you know they did not win a championship together and Elgin Baylor, one of the all-time great forwards, small forwards of our time. I always say this, well, he doesn't get talked about, but without Elgin, you don't get Dr. J. And you definitely, from Dr. J, you don't get Michael Jordan. But Elgin retired without winning a championship. The year they did, West won his first championship. Elgin retired at the beginning of the season. So um, historic stuff right there from those guys. The, the next storyline I wanted to talk about was how we had such a highly contested MVP race. We're going to look back at this in history and say, wow, 2018, 2019, we had a lot of elite players. And prior to Paul George suffering the shoulder injury and have to sit out, and then his play kind of tailed off a little bit, especially his shooting. Um, he's kind of come back to earth since the injury. And I want to say come back to earth like to insult him, but um, his field goal percentage has dropped down. He's down under 40% from three. He was at over 40 before the injury, but he's right there. Second in scoring to James Harden. He's averaging 28 a game. You had uh, Giannis, who his points have went down a little bit, but he's still giving you 27 points a game. Joel Embiid has played well. He's fourth in scoring, 27 a game. So you had really four, possibly even five, if you want to include Steph, potential really good solid make a case for MVP now as the season has went on and shook out it's become a two-man race between Giannis and between James Harden and since we're talking about them two I'm gonna just get right into it as far as the MVP and the storyline of the season my take on it I said it in the last podcast and I'll state it again um, I feel like with Harden's play this season and he's still playing at an incredible high level I'm praying that he has enough left in the tank. That's going to be the biggest question mark for Houston going in, especially the health, health of Chris Paul. But if they are able to stay healthy, they're going to be serious contenders for the Warriors. And for that reason, in his high play, 
If we voted Harden the MVP last year based on his high play, then to me, he's the MVP this year. He's only gotten better. He hasn't tailed off. He's at 36 a game, 44 from the field, 36 from three, and he's almost at 88% from the from the uh, free throw line. And the fact that he was able to carry them when he was putting up those historic numbers was simply incredible. And to me, I think he should stay as the MVP. Now, if he would have fell off, it's a no-brainer. It would have been Giannis because Giannis has led Milwaukee to the best record in the NBA. They're currently 58-20. They're 7-3 in their last 10. They're playing unbelievable on the road. Like, they're plus 12 on the road. That's just incredible. You know, if you want to be a successful team at any level – You want to go undefeated at home, ideally, and then you want to play around 500 to about 65, 70% on the road. That's how you know you have a great team. So the Bucs, unfortunately, recently, though, have suffered injuries. So I don't know how they're going to do in the playoffs. But usually in these kind of situations, the guy with the best record, if he's playing well, historically has been your MVP. So it wouldn't surprise me if the voters lean towards Giannis because Giannis has been that dominating I wouldn't necessarily be upset because, like I said, Giannis has played at a high level. He's definitely deserving of it. But just in my humble opinion, if somebody is already the reigning MVP and then their level of play goes up to another level, then you got to get that man his second MVP and give him that back-to-back nod. Um, as I just mentioned, um, the, another storyline was Milwaukee, the success. Um People going in who knew basketball knew that they would be much improved offensively. Just being transparent, I don't think any of us knew that they were going to be this great as far as best record in the league, um, best record in the West. I mean, in the East. Most people, and we've seen how this turned into a dumpster fire throughout the season, including myself, was looking at the talent of Boston. We was picking Boston. We was even picking Toronto because they added they added Kawhi Leonard. We was even picking um, Philly a little bit because of their success. We thought they were poised to take the next step. And then here comes Milwaukee, Coach Budenholzer, spacing the court, everybody shooting threes. The fact they was able to add Robin Lopez as a stretch five to even open up the court more added to their success. They were playing unbelievable defense. I'm actually looking them up right now as we speak on – basketball reference because I want to see where they rank currently defensively because their numbers were just incredible as a team. And those of you guys that follow the NBA and basketball in general, I suggest y'all go out and check out basketball reference, man. They do fantastic work over there. If you haven't already um, been on that page, Uh, let's see. Let's scroll down. Okay, there we go. So right now, yeah, they're fourth in offensive rating uh, and they're first in defensive rating. We knew they were going to space the floor and play better offense, but we did not anticipate them playing great defense. Giannis dominating on a defensive end, and he actually has his hat in the ring for defensive player of the year as well. He's been fantastic. Um, But shouts out to them. Chris Middleton making the all-star game. Eric Bledsoe was able to sign the extension with them during the season. He's played well. But the fact that Miritich is now out, I don't know how long. Um, the fact that Malcolm Brogdon is out. Malcolm Brogdon, the glue to me for this team. As much as Eric Bledsoe has played well, Brogdon brings that calm, 
controlling presence on the court. He's very poised, very smart, very intelligent player who can stretch the floor with his three-point shooting. Um, they're saying that he won't be back at the earliest to the second round, and he has plantar fasciitis, which is basically a torn or a fallen arch in his foot. And the only thing that heals that is um, rest and ice. There's really not too much you can really do with that. But as it stands, you know, he was shooting 50% from the field. He was shooting 42 from three. His effective field goal percentage was 57%. So he was really contributing to them. And with Miritich being out, the big pickup is they able to stretch the four. Um, not 100% sure how Milwaukee's going to do. Um, but if they were all healthy, my my but my pick was definitely them making it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. As it stands now, if the playoffs started today, they would match up with the Heat. Uh, the Heat are a game and a uh, half a game ahead of the Magic, and then there are the Heat are actually a half a game behind the Nets in the seventh seed. So they would definitely get past whoever wins that out, and then their matchup from there would be the three six. So you're looking at a 76ers Pistons matchup, the three six. The the Pistons quietly have had a great season. Blake Griffin has played well. He made my All NBA team, and um, real quick uh, with All NBA. Um, I didn't realize when I was recording this that uh, when I recorded it that um, Kawhi Leonard had missed so many games. So my fault to him. And then I listened to a couple other podcasts. Um, shout out to um, the B, you know, the Bill Simmons podcast with him and Ryan Rosillo. Good basketball talk. And then I thought about what they were saying. Even when I had Anthony Davis. You can't really pick somebody that's all NBA when they're playing on the NBA restriction. So LeBron, you make that third team on. Zach's the off the glass podcast all NBA team. So LeBron is going to be in that in that slot. Um, but back to Milwaukee, they'll set up the play prior to Sixers in the second round, and then that'll be an incredible matchup. So we'll see how that plays out. Another storyline from this season was, of course, the Anthony Davis saga that shook up the league when he demanded to trade. And the way the Pelicans have chosen to handle this has been very poor. I'm surprised that. And I guess we're in this age where everybody wants to protect their investment to the point where we've lost all perspective. If I'm Anthony Davis, I would want to play and compete, but it's not me. I'm not Anthony Davis. I get it. You know, they're sitting him out. Um, when he demanded the trade, it kind of shook up everything. Uh, LeBron was out with the Lakers and made that situation even worse in L.A. Um, we're going to have to see how this plays out this summer because it was a, f a lot of people thought that Boston was in the catbird seat to get him because they have all these assets. But now with the uncertainty of Kyrie Irving, is he coming back? Is he leaving? All reports, people who, you know, read the tea leaves, who have all the backdoor connections. It sounds like Kyrie more than likely is gone. So now where does Davis end up? His father doesn't want to end up in Boston. He doesn't like the organization. He uh he referenced the Isaiah Thomas, how they did, did him. And I get what he's saying, but the Isaiah Thomas thing, even though it was messed up, it was super bogus, but it was business. And then, you know, business is never pretty. A lot of the times it's never fair. It is what it is. So um, we'll see how that um, play, how that plays out. Another storyline, moving on, we're going to just keep knocking these out real quick. Sacramento Kings. I was so convinced that I thought they were going to make the playoffs, man. And then Marvin Bagley, the rookie, rookie who had been playing well, he went out for a minute with a knee injury, and they just kind of lost their mojo. They lost their rhythm, lost their flow. I mean, they're ninth right now, but they're like seven games behind uh, the Thunder. Looks like De'Aaron Fox, I was super high on him. Again, 
If you're not checking out my website and reading the blogs, you're really missing out. I'm bringing a lot of great content, man. Make sure to check that out because I wrote one over um, called the uh, the Fox beats the ball, but something like a play on words comparing him and Lonzo Ball and how me personally, I was super high on Fox, not so much on Ball. I referenced how Fox destroyed him in NCAA tournament a year ago, and it looks like everything we thought and that I thought about Fox is coming to fruition, the athleticism, the speed, the leadership. You know, his teammates love to play with him. They speak highly of him. The big surprise is keeping it 100 has been Buddy Hill. And the fact that he's rounded into form. So you got like a really good dynamic uh, backcourt going. Bagley looks like he's going to be legit. I know I was kind of hard on that pick because me personally, I wanted to see Luca paired with uh, De'Aaron Fox. But like in my podcast with Rashad Phillips, he was saying how sometimes they might have went to Fox. We don't know and said, who do you want to play with? He probably picked Bagley. We don't know. It might have been a fit for that particular team. And it looks like it's going to be a great fit. Kali Stein has played well for them. Harry Giles looks good, which his last few years prior to this has been riddled with injuries. So it's good to see him playing well. Uh, you got Bogdanovich over there playing well as well. So shouts out to the Kings, man. I really thought they was going to make, make the playoffs. But in a stacked West, injuries can really play a role. We saw that with the Lakers. When LeBron got hurt, everything went down the tube. So the same thing can be applied to the Sacramento Kings. But shout out to them. Great season. They should be excited about what they got going forward. Hopefully, they can sure up get a, a nice solid pick. Maybe get another free agent because they got the nice new arena. You got Fox. You have Bagley. So maybe a very solid free agent will see that as a destination to go out there. Because now they need another solid wing player, another veteran that can go along with those uh, young players that they have moving forward. And really make a legit push for the playoffs next season. Um, the other storyline... Trey Young, Luka Doncic, incredible rookie seasons, incredible rookie class. Doncic came out like a man on fire, was dominating, seemed like it was a far-gone conclusion that he was going to win rookie of the year. Trey Young, shouts out to Trey Young. He came back at the all-star break. He's averaging like, I want to say, 25-plus points, 12 assists since the all-star break, some in that, in that realm, been super dominant, and now he's positioned himself for the debate who should get the rookie of the year? In my personal opinion, they should share the rookie of the year. And it sounds far-fetched, but if you go back and check the, the history of the NBA, this has been done before. The last time it was done was actually the season Jason Kidd and Grant Hill shared rookie of the year because they both had incredible dominating seasons. And I think this is the case because Luka, I'm not going to say his play has, has fallen off, but he's definitely come back to earth a little bit since the all-star break i'm not gonna say he really hit the rookie wall but trey young and sometimes for a point guard and for a player it just takes them to figure it out and for somebody like trey young who had a high basketball iq coming in i talked about him heavily in my other podcast as well who was able to play making pass the ball sometimes you just gotta let the game slow down for you a little bit figure things out and he's been able to excel ever since playing outstanding basketball so in my opinion those are your two co-rookies of the year. Um, real quick, we're going to take a quick break. So those who are following on Instagram, just hang in there with me. You know, I'm shooting the pod. I'm doing recording the podcast as well. So we're going to take a quick break. More to return from the Off the Glass podcast.
Hey there, if you're enjoying the content, make sure to go over to the website, www.theofftheglasspodcast.com. Click the link in the description. It'll shoot you over to Spreaker.com. We also are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the app to win, YouTube as well. Wherever you like to consume and listen to podcasts, I encourage you, hit that subscribe button. It'll alert you when you when I upload new episodes. Go back and check out some of my past episodes as well. A lot of great content. Coach David Thorpe is on there. Lauren Foster, the ball handling guru. Sean Marion, the matrix. Um, my guy Jabba from Chicago. Kathy Pondexter from Chicago. As I just mentioned, Rashad Phillips. Uh, Quentin Alberti, who writes for the Clad, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Go check it out. A lot of great content. Also, make sure to read the blogs while, while you're there. Also, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. So if this is your first time coming across one of my videos on Instagram, go ahead and click the follow button. I engage. I follow back. I definitely appreciate it. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. We're now in that point of the show where it's time for my latest in- installment of the segment, Speak On It. And again, I'm going to use this segment to speak on uh, the NCAA tournament, the Final Four is set. I don't know about everybody else out there. More than likely, my bracket is ruined. I should just put it up in flames. I tell my my, my father-in-law, I do not want to do a bracket because I'm super competitive. I hate losing. And the fact that I have to rely on 18, 19, 20-plus-year-olds to win a, a contest really it has me on edge. So my bracket is completely destroyed. I had Duke beating North Carolina in the national championship game as it shakes out. Shouts out to Auburn making their first Final Four in school history. Virginia's there. They'll be going off going against Auburn. And you have Texas Tech, their first Final Four playing against Michigan State. So shouts out to all them programs. Incredible basketball from the weekend. Um it just simply came down to that Michigan State had the, the older team. They had the better point guard and Cassius Winston who controlled that game from start to finish. Even though they had the best player, the most dynamic player, um, I don't think he's the best. As I stated, Jay Morant is the best player in college basketball, but Zion Williamson definitely the most explosive, most dynamic player. And the fact that Duke kind of didn't get a lot of good play from Cam Reddish, he floated in and out of the game. It was a lot of pressure put on Zion Williamson and it kind of showed some of the weaknesses of his game as great of an athlete he is I don't think he's highly skilled yet he's just a superior athlete than everybody he's playing against he's a um he's somebody that's super strong and even watching that game I was frustrated like I know he's big and strong but even with like RJ Bear like why they keep letting these guys get to their left and as my man Jerry, who just joined, he's a lefty, and I know he laughing because he got to his left anytime he wants to. So maybe that's just a sign of, you know, of a good player or a great player. You know, James Harden gets to his left a lot, but just at the college level, I was just looking at how they was defending the pick and roll, and I did not understand why they was not icing R.J. Barrett, especially down the stretch. I would have sat on his left hand, and he would have had to go right. And um, they did it a few times, Michigan State, and they did it in key moments when they needed stops, but... It was basically a senior-laden team. They had a fifth-year senior in um, Goins who hit the the go-ahead. They ended up being the go-ahead three, and Michigan State was able to hold on. Auburn beat a Kentucky team who I was surprised they was even a two-seed. I watched Kentucky play a lot 
wasn't a classic Calipari team, not a super talented team. But I will say this. It was probably one of his better teams as far as playing together. Everybody knew they rolled. They played great defense. They had good, solid inside play. And in this era of shooting threes, sometimes if you have good, solid inside play to slow the game a little bit and then you play great half-court defense, you could be successful what he say? Izzo was losing his marbles because they kept letting both of them. Yeah, I know. I was watching it too, bro. He just kept letting them get left. But um, sometimes, you know, having a good solid inside game can kind of balance all the three-point shooting. I think that was the story of Kentucky this year. But Auburn got hot. Their point guard played sensational down the stretch. Um, he's going to be a top pick. I want to say his last name is Hunter. I'm blanking right now. I apologize. But he's – is it Hunter or Harper? One or two. But he's a great player, even though they lost their – best post player inside out player to the acl and i think going forward that's going to hurt them against virginia the fact that he's not out there but they were able to make enough shots get into overtime he completely the point guard dominated overtime they had no answer for him making plays and auburn was able to hold on and beat kentucky the game of the weekend though as far as skill was definitely virginia and Purdue. Shout out to Edwards who was knocking down all those crazy threes. Incredible skill set, incredible skill level. He was even able to get to the basket, finish around the basket. Um, it was just a tight, tightly contested game. Both teams going back and forth, making play after play after play. Uh, Virginia was able to make enough plays, including the the player that people I don't even think paid attention. The game that the play that sent it into overtime. Uh, the guy with the blonde hair. I don't know why he has blonde hair. That looks crazy. But he reminds me of Dennis Rodman with his energy and his effort. He kept them in the game early in the first half, matter of fact. But he was the one that back-tapped the missed free throw to even keep it alive for them to even have a shot to pass it to him to hit the um, the game-time bucket to send it to overtime. And then Hunter, who kind of struggled the ACC player of the year, he's going to be a lottery pick. He picked up where he left off in overtime, played better, made some plays down the stretch. And then Purdue had the costly turnover, which I didn't understand why you had your best player bringing it up to make a pass to somebody else. If it was me, they had two timeouts left. I would have tried to advance the ball as quick as I could to half court because I think it was like 5.7. Then I would have set up a play to get him an open shot. Now, if you're not going to use him to get the open shot, at least use him in a, an effective way where you get a layup, something easy. Use him as a decoy. But to have him bring it up and then throw it out of bounds, I didn't understand what the coach for Purdue was doing either. But incredibly skilled game, best game of the weekend. Texas Tech was able to beat Gonzaga. And the one thing about Gonzaga, a lot of talent on the court. But in my opinion, at times, they had very selfish play on the court. They wanted to kind of take it upon themselves and do it themselves where – you know, two of those guys are definitely going to be lottery picks, uh, Hashimura and um, I want to say his last name is Clark, the big guy, super athletic. But they weren't those kind of guys where you can give them the ball consistently and we're just going to take over and get a bucket. I think Gonzaga was a better team when they played to the sum of their parts. So I thought that ended up hurting them. Texas Tech played great defense. They got some timely shooting down the stretch. Uh, Jared Culver, he's going to be a lottery pick as well was able to make plays and lead them. So for me, the Final Four game, I got Virginia beating Auburn. I just think that injury for Auburn is really going to hurt them now as they play against Virginia, who can send Hunter at you. They can send blonde-haired dude at you. And then they got the big boy Salt on there as well. So they got a lot of inside players. And then their guards are very good as well. 
And then I think Michigan State is going to get Texas Tech in a close one. I love Cassius Winston. I love the way he controls the game. And I think in the final, in the championship game, it's going to be Michigan State playing Virginia. And I think ultimately Michigan State wins their, uh, their second championship and Tom Hizzo gets his second and cuts down the net. So just wanted to drop by real quick, talk about a few things. Um, it's exciting time. Final Four Saturday, championship game Monday. Um, before I close out, want to say again r.i.p to nipsey hustle we lost a uh somebody that was gifted musically somebody that was doing great things for his community so without further ado you can listen to cody james scorpion season as he takes us out this is your boy z make sure to follow me on your social networks make sure to subscribe download listen spreaker.com is the host site iHeartRadio, apple itunes spotify the app tune in and also youtube this is your boy z signing off everybody enjoy the final four this weekend let's be safe let's love each other it's your boy z peace I took your breath with that one. I'm only one on one. Random people reaching out to mom so she brought up a son. Cause he gon' make it, he gon' blow it. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.